everyone, and welcome to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol. And I'm Mallory. And we are so glad you're tuning in. If this is your first time on our podcast, we just want to welcome you and help you understand that Mallory and I do this podcast um, coming at it from two different generational perspectives. And that was what motivated us to get this going to begin with. Uh, Mallory is a millennial, and I'm much older. And we bring you biblical truth from those two different generational perspectives. So welcome to the podcast. And Mallory, do you want to get us going? Yeah. So today, did you say that our topic is the armor of God, which we're really excited to get into. But maybe before we kick this episode off, let's just talk a little bit about TV and how there's... She's a total millennial. She loves to talk about stuff. I'm actually, I'm someone who I don't love TV that much, but when I want to have a night and rest and relax, you guys, I spend so much time going through Netflix only to click on a show and realize it's straight trash and, and just not good for my spiritual health. So I'm always looking for suggestions of maybe something that's I think when I, I'm in kind of an intense season right now with my littles. So when I turn on the TV, I want something light. I want something I can laugh at. And so do you have any suggestions, Carol? Well, if you have young girls, um, Heartland is good. That's a good one. It's, it's been around for a while. And then there's a great, um, production company, Reserve Entertainment, and they're putting out some good movies. There's Blue Miracle. And I think Dennis Quaid was in that. That was last Mm -hmm. year, 2021. And then there's one that they've done called the same kind of different as me, same kind of different as me. It's based off of a book. That's good. And um, otherwise, I watch a lot of subtitled international (laughs) movies, much to the chagrin of my family. Um, But Len and I just watched an Italian subtitled one called The Paradise, which is about a women's department store. And it's actually really good and it's clean. And that's what I like about the international ones. So... Yeah, I think, but a few of those are, I mean, there's definitely some production companies that are really trying to um, create family-friendly films today that are clean. And so there's hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I know I was telling Carol, okay, let's talk about this topic. And I said, but you can't say it has subtitles and it can't be a documentary. <laughs> because when I, I think that those are so good, but, and for me, I'm like, I just want to relax. So, but, um, so for me, my husband and I watched this a little bit ago. It's um, stand up comedy, which most of the time those are so raunchy. But this guy, he's so clean. He doesn't swear, nothing inappropriate. His name is Nate Bargatze. He's on Netflix and oh. he has one called The Tennessee Kid. You guys, I watched this when I was pregnant with my second and I was dying the whole time. Like I thought I was, I almost went into labor. I laughed the whole thing. It might not be your type of humor, but for me, I think you should give it a try. It's worth giving it a try. Well, I love to laugh, so I probably will. So, well, moving into a more heavier topic, we should probably get the podcast going, but uh, we are, our, our topic today is about the armor of God and also Um, dipping our toe into spiritual warfare. We are actually going to do a podcast on spiritual warfare where we go into more depth because quite a few of you are requesting that. But for now, let's just understand some basics. And I think that's really important. Um, And I want to begin in the book of Ephesians in Paul's letter that he wrote to the Ephesians, because there's a point in this letter where it takes a sharp turn. 
it moves from where he is talking about how we are to walk out our faith and then abruptly switches into spiritual warfare. And it begins in chapter six. And this is a really popular section of Ephesians. And it's read so many times in church because it's all about Christian armor and putting on the full armor of God, which we're going to talk about. But before we talk about the full armor of God, we're going to talk about something else related to spiritual warfare. But before we talk about that, we're going to have Mallory actually read this section of Ephesians 6 before we get going. Yeah. So if you have your Bibles with you, just open up to Ephesians and it's like she said, chapter six, I'm going to start in verse 10. I'm going to read the first half of this chunk and then we'll read the second half in the rest in the second half of the podcast. (laughs) I'm all over. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything, take your stand. Which translation are you reading out of? Just so if someone's out there listening. Um, the Christian Standard Bible. Okay, just in case someone's reading their Bible and if they're new to all of it and they're like, I don't see where she's reading. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. You know, something that uh, in this section of scripture that Paul makes very, very clear is that we are not fighting human beings. We're not fighting against each other, you guys. It's much easier to fight against each other because we know what to expect from different behaviors, right? But we are coming against something that is so much different. We are coming up against spiritual beings. And Paul is issuing a warning and a reminder to these believers to make sure that they are fully aware of this and not just aware of it, but to be um, armed for it. You know, I think today we're so tempted and pushed and taunted to get into a battle or a conflict with another person. But we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against what Paul calls principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, and things called spiritual wickedness in high places. What in the world is he talking about? See, what he's trying to convey is that we are in a spiritual war, and many of us lose sight of this. In fact, many of us have no idea what Paul is even listing out. What is a principality? What is a power? What is a ruler of the darkness of this age? And what are those spiritual hosts of wickedness? Have you ever asked yourself those questions or done the research to discover what those are? We go and we teach in our churches and in our Bible studies, and we talk all about the armor of God, but rarely ever mention why we need it to begin with. And what we're trying to protect ourselves from. And I take this topic incredibly seriously. Having been in deliverance ministry for a while and having been in other countries and witnessed a lot of pretty spiritual things, um, I think before we can even talk about being suited up for battle with the armor of God, I think we need to understand this enemy that we are up against first. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm so glad that you're mentioning the first part. And it is it motivates us to put on the armor if we know 
what is coming up against us. And I think today that we blame everything else but the devil for things. We blame politics. We blame the food, which there are studies, you know, that food affects us. But we're putting too much weight in this when really our enemy is the devil. And so just to not be blame shifting anymore and really to target our enemy. And maybe in the Western world, in the Western world, we're not very familiar with spiritual warfare. You can go to some other countries. People will go on mission trips, um, like you were slightly mentioning, and they can see the spiritual powers and principalities that's going on. And so I think especially for us in this Western world, we are to open up our eyes and see what's actually going on. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, and it actually is a great segue into us talking about what these enemy spirits are. You know, I wrote a book uh, for JCM called Warfare Behind the Veil. And in chapter four, I lay out in great detail these four spirits that Paul mentions. And I'm going to go ahead and go into these four just so you understand them better. I'm not going to go into the great detail that I went into in the book, but enough to give you an idea until until Mallory and I do a deeper podcast or a deeper dive into this subject on a different podcast. So the first one Paul mentions is what's called a principality. This is from a Greek word that means ark, kind of like if you can think of an archangel. It means chief or a ruler. So this spirit is a ruling spirit or a prince, and they possess executive authority or governmental rule over a, over a particular area of the world. I want you to think like in the book of Daniel in your Bible, and I believe it's Daniel chapter nine, so correct me if I'm wrong on that, Mallory, where the angel of the Lord is trying to answer Daniel's prayer, but he had come up against the spirit, the quote, prince of Persia, and he was battling with him in order to get Daniel's prayer answered. And then once he left Daniel, he was going to go fight the prince of Greece, And so what this indicates and reveals is that these are principalities. These are spirits that rule over a nation, a people, or a race of people. And so they influence humanity at a national level, and they impact laws and policies and establish what's called principles in every area of society where they can alter the way people think and are governed. This is huge. And they are very high-ranking spirits. Think of someone like Stalin or Nero or even Hitler. There was a principality at work in that region to influence these rulers in that region. Every nation has a principality assigned to it. I'm sure the United States probably has several. The next one Paul lists is called a power. And that's from a Greek word that speaks of derived or delegated authority. So in this case, think of somebody kind of like a governor or a magistrate. They have delegated authority and they receive their authority from principalities. Oftentimes the two are bundled together, working together. And what they do is they control the inner workings of that region that the principality is over. Think of the United States. You can have a large principality over the United States and then individual powers working over states. Do you notice this today when you see certain states that are 
trying to pass laws that are for morality and biblical truth and um, biblical morality. And then you've got states that sometimes we're all looking around, scratching our heads like, what in the world are we doing? Well, the goal of that power is to enforce the work of the principality over that larger region that is trying to change the mindset of the people. Because once a mindset is changed, then they can inflict their damage. That's why you have states today in the United States that are being governed very different from each other. And so, for example, Germany had a principality over it. But then they had a power that was at work on a smaller scale within a region that brainwashes armies. And once they believe the lie about the Jewish people, then it's easy to murder millions of people. Do you see how that works? The third one Paul brings up is the rulers of the darkness of this age. And this one, my friends, is where a lot of people are trapped and a lot of Christians are trapped. The Greek word for this indicate that they are high-ranking officers. And this word ruler actually um, in this form was originally rooted in astrology. However, it became a broader application and it meant from Roman emperors and included even pagan gods. In other words, this is the occult. The occult is a term that means hidden. And this occult falls under this group. Divination falls under this group. Paganism falls under this group. Wicca and witchcraft, including the ever-increasing interest and practice of modern-day witches today, falls under this group. Those who practice crystals and passing energy falls under this group. Ouija boards, tarot cards fall under this group. Those of you who are out there pursuing insight from shamans and fortune tellers and psychics and sorcery fall under this group. And boy, oh boy, are these spirits having a party in our society today because it's infiltrated everywhere. It's infiltrated our churches. It's infiltrated our school systems. It infiltrated go into the local bookstore. Look at what is being offered to your children to read. It is all under the rulers of the darkness of this age, disguised as light and disguised as entertainment, and we're falling for it. And then there's the spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is a Greek word that speaks of the type of spirits that are responsible for anything that is perverted, depraved, debased, warped, corrupt. Their desire is more targeted. They want to harm people and see them suffer. And I always tell people these are kind of like what you would acknowledge as like a special ops. They are assigned a family assigned a school, assigned a church, they're assigned something specific. You know, they operate as close to the very air we breathe. That's why temptation will abound sometimes. Do you ever wonder why your child can leave the house joyful and happy in the morning? You've had a great day morning with your child and all of a sudden they spend a whole day at school and they return home in the foulest mood and it disrupts the entire home. Well, those wicked spirits have been at work in some kind of environment that affected your child. They can even enter through traumatic events and deeply disturbing experiences that people have. They can even 
erect mental blocks when you're trying to study God's word, distractions during prayer, and so much more. Do you see what's happening, my friends, around you? This isn't a game. We wake up every single day to a war zone in the spiritual realm. And it's really important that you understand that. And you can't understand how to overcome and and you can put on the armor of God all day long, but if you have no idea what you're up against, you're deceived. And many Christians out there, I'm just going to speak very boldly for a minute because this, having been in deliverance ministry and, and have counseled a lot of people over the years, there are many of you dabbling in a lot of dangerous stuff and it's disguised as entertainment. It's disguised as therapy. It's disguised as counseling mm-hmm. sometimes. And you're opening doors to things you know little to nothing about. And you're inviting trouble in. And most people are doing it unknowingly. Some of you might be doing it knowingly, but most are doing it unknowingly. And we have got to learn about this. Our nation is unraveling before our eyes. Children, our culture is unraveling before our eyes. And the church needs to wake up. And we better humble ourselves before Almighty God. And we need to learn how to use the spiritual weapons that we've been given and the armor that's been given us before it's too late. Carol, I'm so glad that you went through all of that. And, you know, I actually read through this verse a few weeks ago and was thinking, what do all those mean specifically? So there's an answer. (laughs) I mean, it's so good. And to know what we're up against and it makes me think, um, you know, I went on a a road trip with my sister a few years ago and we were driving through this one town we were so hungry we were looking for dinner and we get into this one town and we just feel so ick like there's something in our spirit that is off and even though we were so hungry we were like we have to get out of this town have you ever felt like that out there before where you're just in a place and you can feel the spiritual darkness um yeah I mean that's what it makes me think of yeah, the capital in Denver. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Sorry. No, it just being there every week. I mean, I'm telling you, it, probably a lot of the state capitals. And, you know, because when you go down there, the enemy has got his post and his people there. You've got the Buddhist temple. You've got the Christian science. You've got the Masons building. You've got it all surrounding there. And it is, it is a very big stronghold down there in our state's capital and many of us have gone down there for prayer uh for years now and um you know you're up against some pretty strong spirits Mm -hmm. especially in the capital of your state wherever you live where they are trying to pass these laws and do these things and of course we just passed an abominable law on um you know abortion that was just a travesty for our state but either way, you're down there and you are in the belly of the beast against some serious spiritual mm-hmm. strongholds. And you've got to go down there prayed up with the armor of God or it is going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good. Sorry, go no, I think that was so good. I mean, just so people eyes are open. Uh, this is what's happening. Another example is um, I used to be really sick, but I went to one doctor and I thought it was a legitimate doctor who was practicing science and I um went and laid on the table I thought he was going to do some maybe adjustment or something and he did what was called a manipulation and he laid his hands on me and he would just put his hands on me I don't know if he was praying or what he was doing but I know he was doing something spiritual at this time I was just learning about spiritual warfare 
And so, and then, you know, 30 minutes goes by, he hasn't done a darn thing. And he walks out, he's like, that's $200. I'm like, you didn't even do anything. But then I walked away and I was so grieved because I just knew that something happened and I needed a deliverance from whatever he was Mm -hmm. praying slash cursing over me. Mm -hmm. And so just that our eyes are so aware of what's going on. Yeah, that's super important. And I can't wait till we do a spiritual warfare podcast because even chakras in massage people, that's, that's a whole nother thing. So I can't go into that right now, but the whole point is we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. And that's what Paul's trying to get across. We're wrestling against principalities and all these powers in the heavenly places, precisely where we've been placed with Christ. Scripture says we sit with him in heavenly places, and he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in those heavenly places. That's where we are spiritually, seated with him in heavenly places. And that's where the principalities and powers are too. They are spirits in heavenly places. So our warfare has changed. It's different. That means you're in a spiritual battle, and you have been ever since you were born again in Christ. And so what happens? When you get into these heavenly places, you get into conflict and you need heavenly armor. And not only that, you need spiritual weapons if you're going to stand. I always tell people the enemy will do everything he can to keep us in a human state or carnally minded when it comes to conflict because spiritual weapons don't work there. Our spiritual weapons were designed for spiritual battles against spiritual beings because that is what we are up against. We are up. If you want to change this nation, if you want to change your family, if you want to change the laws in your state, if you want to change your health, we need to learn how to use spiritual weapons and we need to learn how to wear the armor of God in order to come against these spiritual things that are at work around us that we can't see. So take a good look around you. I want to ask you a couple questions. You know, what trap are you caught in? What door have you opened for these spirits to come in and trouble you? Where have you been deceived? Or what lie have you believed? That's so good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're just filled with the spirit. I love it. And okay, so now we're just going to talk about the second part of that verse. Now that we know what we're coming up against, let's talk about this armor that protects us. And so let me read the second half of the verse. So this is Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. So let's break this down. There are six elements here, um, actually seven that we'll add on later, but So the first, we have the belt of truth, and we are to have truth. We are to have it hold us together like a belt around our waist, and it holds all the armor together. And we're even told that Satan, he's the father of lies, and really all that he knows how to do is lie. And we have to remember, too, that Jesus, he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days, and Satan, he tries to come and tempt him. 
But we see Jesus overcome Satan. How does he do this? He does this by speaking out truth. Satan, he would tempt Jesus, and Jesus would always respond with, it is written. He wouldn't even go into what Satan was saying. He would just Mm -hmm. quote the truth. And we have to remember that if we're talking about these spiritual beings, when we are coming up against the enemy, we are need, it is the spoken word. We need to speak out the word of God against the enemy. We can't Mm -hmm. just think these in our heads. We can't just think these verses in our heads. We are speaking to a person. And I want to say quickly too, you know, we're talking about these environments that are spiritually, um, have charged, have these, uh, demonic powers. And maybe even an example, you know, you walk into a restaurant and all of a sudden you just feel that ick, you know, that I was talking about when we went through that town. And, you know, for me, when I feel that I'm like, I'm not going to let this ruin my dinner. And so what I do is I go in the bathroom or I pretend like I'm going to get something out of my car and I just pray in Jesus name and then quote whatever verse to come against that spirit. It is so important that we say it out loud. And then, and let me tell you too, you know, don't deceive yourselves thinking that just because Satan hasn't come to the flesh in the flesh to you, like he did to Jesus, that he's not deceiving you, you know, in a previous episode, Carol talked about how Satan, he always uses a mixture. You know, he'll take a small speck of truth and then he'll add in a bunch of lies to twist it. And we see this in the wilderness. You know, he took the truth and he twisted it ever so slightly to try to tempt Jesus. And this is why we're to know the word of God. This is why we're to wear the truth like a belt around our waist. And I might be calling someone out here and it's uh, it's because I love all you who are listening, but you know, reading a verse that someone posted on Instagram or just reading a short devotional in the morning, this will not keep you from the schemes of the enemy. We are to be rooted. We are to be grounded in the word. And if you're just learning about the Bible or have kind of hit a lull in your reading, um, today's a great day to start. And we actually did a previous episode called How to Study the Bible. So you can go and check that out. So that was kind of long, but that was the first one, which is the belt of truth. So then next we have the breastplate of righteousness and righteousness means very plainly to be right. And we see in the Bible that God is righteous and he empowers us to be righteous as well. In Revelation 19, eight, it says the righteous acts of the saints. And so when we wear or we put on this breastplate of righteousness, we actually guard our hearts with this righteousness and it actually keeps us from getting entangled in the sinful traps that really wound our spirits, wound our hearts. And so again, it acts as a protector for that. So then next we have the sandals of peace and we are to put on the shoes that go wherever Jesus leads us with this message of good news. In 1 John 2, 6, he says, he who says he abides in him, meaning Jesus, ought himself also to walk just as he, Jesus, walked. So we are to go where he is going with this message of peace, with this message of good news. And then next we have the shield of faith. And faith is a gift from God. And we're told in Romans that he gives each of us a measure of faith. And, you know, the more we walk with God, the more we're obedient to him, the more we believe in him and trust him, the stronger our faith really becomes, the stronger that shield becomes. And if we trust God and we trust his plan more than we trust lies, more than we trust fear, the stronger our faith becomes, like I was saying, and it shields us. And then next we have the helmet of salvation. And so what does the helmet protect? It protects our head. It protects our minds. 
And when we have this surety that we're saved and that our sins are forgiven in Christ, we won't be tossed by Satan's deceptions, but we'll have that peace that surpasses under all understanding. We'll know that we're saved and we can be confident of that. And I mean, how many people do we see too that struggle? Am I saved? Am I not saved? Mm -hmm. Is it by works? Is it by what? Well, how do we know that we're saved? Well, first John one nine says that if we confess our sins, he, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. And we also know that if we believe in our hearts and say with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, then we will have everlasting life. And then lastly, we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we have to note too, that this is the only piece of weaponry and our sword, it can protect us, but it also fights off the enemy. And we talked about this a lot when I just talked about truth, but God's word we find in Hebrews four, it's living, it's powerful. It's sharper than any two edged sword. And we know that God's word is truth from John 17, 17. So this sword, it protects us, but it also destroys our enemy as well. Yeah, you know, it's so good to go through those often and just be reminded of that armor because I know some of us out there, we may have heard different teachings or you may have heard heard about the armor and you know some of these things, but it is so healthy to be reminded and to go through them again. And the one thing that we never do is we never retreat because there is no armor for your back whatsoever. So you never turn your back and you never retreat no matter how hard the battle gets. We may not be able to walk at times and believe me, I've been in some serious spiritual battles, but having done all else, we stand and we never take a backward step. You know, in Romans uh, 13, another way it says this is he says to put on the armor of light because at the end of the day, what we're doing is we are putting on Christ. He is our righteousness. He is our truth. He is our faith. He is the word. He is the gospel of peace. He is our covering. And we put him on. And Mallory, um, just to touch upon two things that you mentioned on the armor, I, these are visual things that I love. You know, the Romans, when you talk about the shield of faith to quench the fiery arrows of the enemy, the Romans used a shield, a wooden shield, and it would be covered in leather and have soft wood. It'd be made of soft wood. And you can be asking yourselves, well, now why in the world would they have a shield like that? Well, the soft wood, when a, when a fiery arrow would come and go through the leather, the soft wood would immediately extinguish the flame. Well, that's what our faith needs to become. Mm-hmm. We need to be strengthened in faith every day. So when those fiery arrows come, whether they are coming through insults, whether they are coming through conflict or other things, immediately those fiery weapons, those fiery arrows of the enemy are extinguished. And the other thing, when we talk about the sword of the spirit and the word of God, it's so awesome. You mentioned Hebrews 4. I love how in Hebrews 4, when it's talking about that, it says, no creature is hidden from its sight but everything is naked and exposed to whom they must give an account. Every creature gives an account to the word of God. That's why Jesus himself says his word will judge us in the end days. And so the word is powerful, but the word used in this verse in Ephesians means the spoken word of God. And you had mentioned to that when you go to a restaurant, you speak it out loud. We have to speak the word out loud because we are dealing with things in the spiritual realm. 
thinking it in your mind when you are in the middle of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. is not going to be as effective as speaking it out loud. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you that right now. And I want to share with you all three books for those of you who might want to get a better picture of this, of spiritual warfare, but even the armor of God. Number one is a book called This Present Darkness. Many of you have probably already read that. It's it's old, but it's great. And it really depicts a town that is under a spiritual attack. Uh, some of you are familiar with C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters, and those are good too. Same type of thing. But one of the original ones um, was written by Paul Bunyan, actually, I think in the 1600s, and it's called The Holy War. Again, it's a picture for the battle for man's soul, which they depict as a town. And so those are three books that if you want to get a really good picture of spiritual warfare, those might help you. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you said that, this present darkness. I was actually just thinking, oh, we should talk about that. (laughs) Um, Can I share a quick story about that too? So I started, one of my friends told me about that book, This Present Darkness, and I started reading it. And then, so this will bring this whole episode together too. Um, and I started reading it and all of a sudden I became so exhausted, like real exhaustion, like sleeping deep, deep, deep at night and, um, and then having such a hard time to wake up in the morning. And like I'm saying, I was blaming everything. <laughs> I was blaming the season. I was blaming the food I eat. Yes, those things are, that's how God created us. You know, we're different in different seasons, need more sleep. But I was blaming it on that. And really, I was coming up against a spirit. And actually, one day I was at lunch with Carol. And I was telling her, and I said, and actually, before that, I kept hearing in my spirit, I kept hearing the spirit of slumber, the spirit of slumber. And so, and then I started having dreams about it as well, that I was just in this slumber. And so I'm having lunch with Carol and I'm telling her about this. And then I said, Oh, I'm reading this book, this present darkness. Have you heard it? And instantly she said, that's it. That is what is going on. And then you can add to that in a minute. Um, but that, I mean, the enemy does not want us to know what's going on with this book. And then that was what I was coming up against. And so I had to pray. I just kept praying spirit of slumber, leave me. And I mean, it was about a month that I was just exhausted and just had to keep praying it, keep praying the word of God and got through this book, learned a lot about spiritual warfare. So Carol, if you want to add to that. No, I, I had the slumber also when I read that book, it would put me to sleep. I would be mm-hmm. reading it and within minutes I'd be put to sleep. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So it is, it's just, it's all of that. But I'm, I, right when you were saying that, I was thinking of the passage in Luke, I think it's Luke, Luke 10, I think, you know, we have, he has given us all authority, my friends, to trample on all serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy mm-hmm. and nothing by shall any means hurt us. We have the authority in Christ. So we need to make sure that we start exercising spiritual weapons, which we need to do a podcast on spiritual weapons, or the whole, the whole thing. We just mm-hmm. got to do a whole, whole thing on that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> right now we'll just do the, war, the armor. But, you know, we got we to gotta use our spiritual weapons. We've got to put on the armor every day. Place that armor upon yourself, the armor of light, Jesus Christ. Be in Christ every day. Place mm-hmm. it on your children in your prayers and make sure that when, especially whatever it is that you're doing, whatever assignment God has you doing for your life, whether it's through a job or through a ministry or whatever it is, or in just being at home with your kids, anything, be dressed in the full armor of God. Anything you want to close with? No, I'm glad that you ended with that just to encourage us that we are 
you know, we have Christ in our side and we're, that is so much bigger than the enemy, so much bigger than the spirit of slumber. He was one who showed me so I could overcome it. And just remember to above all, this is the last part of the verses to pray in the spirit. And that's our biggest weapon. You know, you need protection, but you also need prayer partnered with it. Amen. Well, friends, uh, we would love to hear from you on this topic because we are going to do a podcast on spiritual warfare. So please drop us a line on something specific you would like us to talk on in that podcast. And you can reach us at preparetheway at jcmcolorado.com. Or you can visit us at jeremiahscall.org and drop us a line that way too. But we hope that you are blessed. We hope you learned some things. And um, yeah, we look forward to our next time together. See you guys. Thank you.